Russia are promoted. They have their storybook ending. Howdy, everybody, and welcome to the Wrexham Texan. My name is Jake Green. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode review slash analysis of Hamilton. I believe it's season one, episode six of Welcome to Wrexham. And it's not one of my favorite episodes. I mean, I love the history. Like, it's nice to learn the history, um, some of the history behind the club and why... Some fans may have been a little wary of new owners coming in to purchase the club, um, but it doesn't. My one of my biggest complaints with TV shows in general is when they do flashback episodes or dream sequence episodes because it doesn't feel like it's progressing the story. And like I said, it's giving you backstory. It's giving you information that is useful in the broader viewing of the show. But it, you know, when you're watching the team try to, you know, win games and build up and all that, it's not always the most fun to take a break from that. And sometimes it's a little disappointing, but, <clears throat> it is a good episode, and I think it's probably a needed episode uh, just to, just like I said, learn a little history about, about the town, about the team, about the stadium itself. It is, it is cool to see all of that. Sorry, let me shut my vent fan because that's going to start making a lot of noise because it's about to get windy outside. But before we launch into the episode... Go follow me on Instagram and Twitter um, at WXMTexan, Wrexham Texan. And please, if you enjoy this podcast, if you listen to this podcast, give me a review. Give me a rating. Uh, share it with your friends. Spread it around. Uh, I enjoy doing this podcast, and I look forward to to doing this well into the future. So thank you all so much again for listening. All right. This episode starts out with Arthur Massey talking about how he went to his first match in 1931. So he's gone to the race course ground for 90 years. I guess now it would be 92, assuming he's still with us. That... That is remarkable. It's re First of all, it's remarkable that a club has had the exact same stadium for that long. That's utterly impressive because over here in the States, we rebuild stadiums at the drop of a hat. It's ridiculous and annoying and a giant waste of money. Um, <clears throat> but it's just so cool. That, that, that the race course ground has been around since 1864 and he's been going to it since 1931. So neat. They, they start talking about, he starts talking about and Spencer and Sean 
about the magic of sports and how it brings people together. And that's something I tell my wife all the time. And um, it just creates this bonding experience of watching real life things, real life competition. Um, it just has some effect, some incredible effect on the people who watch it and the people who love it. Simon Cook comes on with his family and they kind of introduce you to the fact that they're a little wary of new owners. You didn't really, you kind of got a sense of that, but you didn't really understand why. And this was the episode that was going to explain exactly why people were a little worried about two celebrities coming in and wanting to buy the club. <laughs> um, he mentions to his kids that someone had previously bought the club and wanted to knock the stadium down. And the daughter was like, knock the stadium down? <laughs> Which was just adorable. Uh, we then cut to 2004 news coverage of Wrexham going through some rough times. Alex Hamilton was the owner of the football club, but no one really knew that. He had a front man, and so he was back in the shadows doing his own thing, being a snake. And uh, he described himself as a property developer, which is not a good sign if you are a football club who has a massive stadium in prime real estate. <laughs> There's probably nothing good that could come from that. And... Yeah, the, the reporter mentioned that small clubs, uh, or somebody mentioned that small clubs were vulnerable, and Alex Hamilton clearly spotted it, and that the stadium was prime ground for redevelopment. And it's here you figure out that the club doesn't actually own the stadium. Uh, they need uh, Rob and Ryan made a pledge that they would get it back in the hands of the club. Um, that would be one of their primary goals. And so... Here's where you start to see the really fun wheels of government not spinning. And Rob gets frustrated. I completely understand. Um, I have my own thoughts about government, but we're going to keep this uh, a non-political podcast. <laughs> uh, months and months go by and nothing happens. Rob just gets furious. Can't understand why nothing's happening. And they can't... The, the biggest reason is they can't start developing the new additions and the, you know, the re, re, man, why can I not think of this word? Uh, remodel. Jeez. The remodeling of some of the new stands. Uh, they can't do that until they own the stadium. So the stadium is just sitting there in like a state of limbo while a town council, city council, whatever it is, tries to decide if they're going to allow this to happen, which is utterly ridiculous. Sean is actually amazed that they haven't gotten outrage from the fans for not purchasing it sooner. So I guess there's a silver lining that nobody was complaining during the few months that Robin Ryan owned the club, but didn't, hadn't purchased the stadium yet. So, um, super interesting, uh, super frustrating. I completely understand Rob's frustration. I would be one of those people on 
the Zoom calls with my head in my hands, just wanting to scream at the camera or scream into the microphone. <laughs> um, yeah, or I think we're then... I can't remember if this is the first time that we're told that the Racecourse Ground is the oldest existing international venue, which is a funny way to describe a stadium because that means that there's probably old, older stadiums that aren't that don't host international sports. Um, so it's, it's just a funny little qualifier there that makes it a little bit confusing. I used it in a trivia question the other day on one of my other podcasts, and people were confused by the international part of that. And that completely makes sense. But they talk about the history of, of the stadium, how it used to be a race course, which is really cool. And then I don't know how... It, became, it was a race course, but there wasn't betting. Like the local authorities didn't allow betting. And so the race course died. Like what? who thought that would be a good idea to start a, a race course and in a, in a place that doesn't allow betting like that? That's not going to end well. No one's going to want to. No one's going to care about that. It's gonna, it's just gonna die. So, and that's exactly what happened. And then, kept the same name, and soccer team took over. Football team took over. It's awesome. Um, but they talk about how Alexander, Alex Hamilton, not Alexander Hamilton, that is a different human, bought the club and the stadium to bulldoze the stadium. Uh, he did so in very sneaky and snaky ways. He wasn't the registered owner of the club and he used two shell corporations to purchase the club and the stadium separately but which that you know that meant that he owns both of them and so at that point he started playing really nasty games with uh with the finances and not updating things not maintaining things and um this is when you're kind of introduced to Julie Burrell, Burrell. And <laughs> she seems like a very sweet lady. Um, Could have used a little less tears. <laughs> that might sound mean. I don't know. But it was it was a lot to deal with. They 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 showed her a lot in this episode, and it was a lot of crying. And it, to me, it's not, I'm not opposed to people crying on screen. It just seemed like it didn't fit the episode enough. Like, if, if they had had different music, maybe it could have fit the right tone of the, of the episode, but it didn't seem to really belong. And so it kind of stood out a lot to me and made me dislike those interviews. And again, that's not a knock on her. Like, I have no problem with, with people crying on screen and people showing their emotions, but it just, for the sake of the episode, for the sake of TV, I don't think it worked um, as well as they wanted it to. But that's just me. Somebody else might have a different opinion. It's clear I, in my notes, I just wrote down, Hamilton is a twat. That's all. 
Like, uh, uh, basically sums up the first half of this episode is Alex Hamilton is a friggin' twat. They mentioned that after 130 years playing in the stadium might be their last year. I believe this was 2004. Um, but the fans banded together. They marched to Hamilton's house a couple days after they, he called them, uh, low life scum, which that's great. Talk about your club's fans like that. And that's stand up guy. Love that dude. Uh, he, in that same week he resigned, um, because of all the pressure, I, it appears that he just wrote it on a napkin. I resigned and signed it, Alex Hamilton, and left. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, Rob inquiring once more about the stadium. Um, he's talking to Ryan about it. Ryan calls Rob a hothead and gives this really funny explanation of a house burning down and Rob rushing in because he just doesn't think he just is a hothead and goes for it, um, which I thought was really funny. And then Ryan or Rob hangs up and says that Ryan's too nice and uh, too patient. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm definitely in the Rob camp on this one. Uh, I have patience, but after a certain amount of time, it's just like, let's get on with it. Let's get this thing done. What are we doing here? Um, I had that exact same scenario tonight with a stinking fantasy football draft. Just wanted to get on with it, and people are just the slowest pickers. Freaking drives me nuts. And it's the same person over and over and over. Let's see. In 2014, the supporters got together to save the club. They raised 127,000 pounds in one day. That is unbelievable. Like, that is, uh, that's like right at the beginning of the whole Kickstarter phenomenon and the whole, like, crowdfunding thing. And this seems like it was its own deal. It seems like it may have been a word-of-mouth kind of crowdfunding, which is so cool. It's very impressive that the that the fans purchase the club. That's that's amazing. I love that. Uh, Sean Winter goes or Sean was it Sean Winter? Dad Gummit. No, I forgot people's names. It's not Sean Winter. It's uh, sorry. Let me go back. I have all my notes on one page here. I think Sean, oh, it is Sean Winter. Sean Harvey is the other one, <laughs> other Sean. Sean Winter talks about how, was it Chesterfield? Somebody let their club die, some town near them, just didn't band together, didn't raise the money, and their club just died. They were gone. But Wrexham wasn't going to let that happen. Town of Wrexham loved their club way too much to let that happen, and so they saved the club and it was, I mean, what a story, what a story. And just to think like they saved it and now look where it's at. Now look where the club is at and look what the potential is of the club. And it's, it all stemmed from not letting it die. The moment where the fans decided we're not going to let this happen led to the moment of promotion when Rob and Ryan owned the club. That's so cool. 
That's amazing. Um, then we get more crying from Julie. <laughs> Sorry, Julie. <laughs> um, during the ownership of the club by the fans, they people pitch in as much as they can. They volunteer. They help out wherever they can. And it doesn't really make for a solid and steady and potentially growing club. It definitely seems kind of like a purgatory of sorts for a club. Like there's not quite enough income coming in to keep the right players, keep the right managers. There's in fact, it's just, just under the amount where you're going to end up losing all your good players and all your good managers and, um, coaching staff and all that kind of stuff. So it's just kind of like a slow dwindle, a slow, yeah, a flame just slowly going out. Um, so just buying the time was basically what, what they did. Um, a lot of fans, they said, didn't see a way forward. It was really dark times. And they just kept sliding down the tiers and losing more and more players and coaches. And uh, that cannot be easy, especially when so many people, it sounds like, put in a lot of money to try to save that club. And they would they would like pass a hat around every now and then to for the wages of the players and the coaches. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Like, that's how this club was existing for, what is it, like six years? That's unreal. That is a lot of struggle. That is a lot of pain, a lot of uncertainty. And I say this a lot in this podcast, but it's admirable. It's admirable to stick with something that, 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 that's that huge, that's that, that big, um, that's that, what's the right word, um, daunting, I think would be a good word to describe it. Like that, that, that is no easy feat and no easy task. And then we cut back to present day, Robin Ryan on the phone, on a Zoom with Humphrey and Sean Harvey. They got the good news. The stadium is purchased. The club owns the stadium now, and Rob can breathe again. <laughs> Sean then makes the mistake of showing Rob the first rendered images of the new cop, after which Rob, to nobody's surprise, wants to put it out there, wants to know what we're going to do next, wants to know basically more, 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 just keep pushing. And, uh, <laughs> Sean Harvey then explains to him that there is a pre-application consultation period, which <laughs> just makes you laugh. Like the absurdity and the stupidity of that sentence, a pre-application consultation period is just an idiotic thing. It's dumb. And Rob just wants to put out the images of the new cop. But they uh, they say, let's wait. Let's wait until we go through a few more channels and let a few people know. And then we end on the new and improved stadium, which is a sight to see. And you can see it in all the games. You can see them 
working on that in the background. You can see a little bit of growth every single time there's a new match at home and really cool to watch that happen. I bet it's even cooler to watch it in person if you're someone who gets to go to the games, which I'm hoping, I'm hoping to go to the games or at least one game uh, this season. Um, I'm hoping to be there sometime between January and May. So we'll see if that happens. Got to convince the wife. I mean, she wants to travel. She loves to travel. But, uh, you know, we're spending... I don't know. We just went to Iceland. So <laughs> that's a big trip. All right. Um, yeah, that's, all, that's pretty much it for this episode. Like I said, it's not my favorite episode. I don't really care for flashback episodes. But I do like the history. I do like the passion of the fans. And it's really cool to see how so many people got together to save something that they loved and and look where they're at now look where Wrexham is at now what a turnaround what a story it's absolutely incredible well that'll do it for today y'all um still cranking them out every day this week you're gonna get an episode I believe so Keep listening, uh, spread the podcast around, give me a rating, give me a review, uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. My Twitter has literally one follower. Uh, I don't know what it is. I'm terrible at gaining followers on Twitter. I'm decent at Instagram. I mean, it's slowly getting bigger, but um, Twitter is not my strong suit. Um, I clearly don't know how to use it in the most effective way possible, but I'm working on it and maybe it'll get there at some point. So WXM Texan on both of those platforms. You can always contact me by email through director at peacefulcproductions.com. Um, and if you have suggestions for the show, if you would like to come on the show, I would welcome anybody to come on the show. Uh, my brother, I believe will likely be the first guest to come on this show. He is a soccer fanatic, fiend, whatever it is. Um, he He's just sports fiend in general. He knows more about sports than I probably know about film. Um, and I think we'd be, I think that'd be a pretty interesting episode if we did a uh, uh, episode of the docu-series and a game all wrapped in one episode. I think that'd be a pretty fun one. So that's it for today, y'all. I am the Wrexham Texan. Thank y'all for listening. We'll see you next time. Up the town. And if you knock my soul with all your strength, you're gonna find it. You're gonna find it